Shalom, this is Rabbi David Tilkiger of Congregation Mayim Chaim, the Eastern Shores Messianic Synagogue in Daphne, Alabama. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast of our message from Shabbat service. We pray it is a blessing to you and that you see the beauty and light of Yeshua Meshicheinu Yeshua, our Messiah, in every word you hear. Amen. Avinu Malkinu, our Father, our King, we thank you and we love you. We thank you that we're all here together gathered as Mishpoka, as family, Father. It says in your word that if we draw near to you, you draw near to us, Father. And we are just in joyful and glad that we are able to draw near to you today, Father, through your word. We thank you, we love you, and we adore you. B'Shem Yeshua. Amen. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Shabbat Shalom. All right, so everybody that has the new awesome calendar or the last year's calendar knows that today is the 21st day of Elul, right? And starting with uh, Rosh Kodesh Elul, and culminating with Yom Kippur being the 10th of Tishrei, and uh, Yom Teruah or Yom, uh, Rosh Hashanah being the first of uh, Tishrei, we have this 40-day period of time, right? And traditionally it's said that this 40-day period of time was the same 40 days as Moses ascending Mount Sinai for the second time to receive the second set of tablets after the sin of the golden calf. You know, but right before he uh, ascended for the second time, he received this uh, divine revelation from God. He was put in the cleft of the rock, and God revealed the 13 attributes of mercy to him. And in light of this divine revelation of these 13 attributes of mercy, you know, the month of Elul is a time of teshuva, a time to return to God, a time to examine our hearts, you know, and really, really see what our motivations are, right? And so the sages teach that Elul is actually an acronym, and they say it's an acronym for five different verses in the Tanakh. Right, and it's spelled Aleph, Lamed, Vav, Lamed. And the first acronym, everybody here has heard it a million times. We sang it today, right? It's, and it's uh, from Shir HaSharim, or the Song of Songs, chapter 6, verse 3. And it reads, Ani ledodi vadodi li. And that is, I am my beloved's, and my beloved is mine. And you know, the sages say, surely if our hearts cry out to God and we say, I am my beloved's, Surely he will cry out to us and say, and my beloved is mine. And then the other one is from uh, Devarim or Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 6. And it's a portion of a verse, and it says, et levav chove et levav. And that's our hearts and the hearts, right? And in this full context in English, it says, Also Adonai your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love Adonai your God with all your heart and with all your soul in order that, that you may live. Right, and so we cry out to God. I just thought this was a beautiful imagery of the time of Elul that we're in. You know, we cry out to God with all of our whole heart, and in turn, he does a work in our life, you know, in the circumcision of the heart. And so I'm going to jump back to the Parsha. So we're in Parsha Kitavo, which is when you enter, and that's Devarim or Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 1 through 29, verse 8. Moshe is still preparing the children of Israel to enter into the promised land, you know. And the Parsha this week starts with... Uh, Moshe's talking about the Bikarim, or the first fruits. You know, in this Parsha, I mean, this, uh, talking about the first fruits, it's less of how much you're giving and more about recognizing God and his sovereignty, you know, and recognizing his hand in everything that happens, you know. And then Moses affirms the covenant with B'nai Israel. He says, this day Adonai your God is command." this is 26 verse 16. This day Adonai your God is commanding you to do these statutes and ordinances. So you are to take care and do them with all your heart and with all your soul. Today you have affirmed Adonai as your God. 
that you will walk in his ways, keep his statutes, mitzvot, and ordinances, and listen to his voice. Now today Adonai has affirmed you as his treasured people, as he promised you, that you are to keep all his mitzvot, that he will set you high above all the nations he has made, for praise, fame, and honor, and that you are to be a holy people to Adonai your God, as he has promised. Right, and then... Uh, Moses continues on and he says, when you come into the land, you're to put up large stones, plaster them with plaster, and write uh, the words of Torah on them, you know, on, at Mount Ebal. And then he tells half the tribes that they're to stand at, uh, on Mount Gerizim and to bless, and half the tribes on Mount Ebal and curse. And then we have that long list of blessings and curses, right? And you really see, you know, God says, well, if you follow in my ways, you know, I lay my divine hand of blessing on you. And if you don't, I take it away. And you're in a dark world, and things just go the exact opposite way, you know? And then uh, our Parsha ends with Moses reminding us again. You know, he says to, uh, excuse me, he says that we're, you know, we're to follow Adonai, keep his covenant, you know, for our own good. He says, so keep the words of this covenant and do them so that you may prosper in all that you do. Right? Because it's always just, it's for our good that we do everything that the Lord would like us to. So anyway, I'm going to jump back here to chapter 26, verse 16. And we read here, it says just what we just read. This day Adonai your God is commanding you to do these statutes and ordinances. So you are to take care and do them. And you know, it says take care. Some translations say to keep. That word in Hebrew there is shamar, which means to hedge about or literally fence, fence it off, protect the commandments, and keep them. And then Moses goes on again here to remind us of something, you know, crucially important, right? With all of our heart and with all of our soul, that serving God is no less, you know, than with everything that you have. It has to be, and it always has to start with the work of the heart, right? Because we, I mean, we, we literally all as people, we have the, the superpower of turning something good into something bad. Right? Or it's, you know, it's like Spider-Man, you know, but we, we turn good things into bad things, you know. We can literally make what's, what's holy unholy. And we can be displeasing to God whether or not we're, we're trying to keep his ways or not. It always has to start within our heart, you know. And, it's, and you know, when you think about it, you think, well, Shaul says, and, uh, or Paul the Apostle says in uh, Romans, he says the Torah is holy and the commandment is holy and spiritual and good. And we think, well, how can, how can we make it unholy? You know, well, we can't, but we can be displeasing to God while, while doing it. You know, we can literally be trying to walk in God's law, and if it's not coming from the heart, we're still going to be displeasing to him. You know, and I, wanna, I wanted to flip to uh, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 12, and we see some of this, uh, you know, proof of this, right? Of how we can literally, we can walk in God's, some of God's ways, but if it's not all coming out of the heart, then, you know, we're still displeasing. It says in Isaiah uh, chapter 1, verse 12, it says, When you come to appear before me, who has required this at your hand, trampling my courts? Bring no more worthless offerings. Incense is an abomination to me. New moon and Shabbat, the calling of convocations, I cannot endure it. Iniquity with solemn assembly. Your new moons and your festivals my soul hates. They are a burden to me. I am weary to bear them. Like, hold up, Mel. You know, you told us to do these things. How does your soul hate them, right? But he goes on, he says, cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, 
relieve the oppressed, defend the orphan, plead for the widow. That's, that's falling into one of the curses right there. You know, if we go back to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 27, let's see what verse. Excuse me. While I find out where I'm going here. Was it chapter 27, verse 19? He says, Cursed is the one who twists justice for the outsider, the orphan, and the widow. Right? So, but we may say, well, you know, we're not going to twist justice for the outsider and the orphan and the widow. You know, we do good for people. We, we give charity. We do all these things, right? But it's, it's much more simple than that to be displeasing. Right? Like we said, it has to start with the heart. And if it's not flowing from the heart, then we're never going to be able to please God, period. So if we flip to uh, Hebrews chapter 3, and sorry, I'm all over the place today. I want to be jumping all over the place. But uh, the author of Hebrews is, you know, talking about the generation in the wilderness and how they rebelled, how they disobeyed, you know, and he's warning us not to, to be this way. And so in uh, chapter 3, verse 12, he says, Take care, brothers and sisters, that none of you has an evil heart of unbelief that falls away from the living God. And he said, cease to do evil. But something just similar right here. He said, he's comparing an evil heart with that of an unbelieving heart. You know, I mean, we can imagine, look, look at our state in the United States. You know, look how we are. We have people, you know, they're, they're keeping all the laws in the states, but they hate this country. They just despise it. I mean, they're everywhere. You know, they're not keeping, keeping the laws of this country because they have respect, you know, for the country and everything. They're doing it, you know, just sheerly out of fear. You know, but everything we... Uh, Moses reminds us, you know, everything that we do has to be done with all of our heart and all of our soul. And if it's not done that way, you know, we're, we're doing nothing but falling short. You know, we're, we can literally, like it says in Isaiah, we can be walking in God's commandments and still be displeasing to him. If it's not all just flowing out from our hearts, right? You know, you see a lot of, a lot of people these days, it's, it's, they're, they're turning to Judaism, right? I mean, you see it all over the place. People turn into Judaism and they love the traditions. They love the festivals. They fall in love with, you know, even the Torah. But see, that's not how we do it. We fall in love with the giver of the Torah. And then we follow in his Torah because of our love for him. You know? And as I was reading through uh, the book of Devarim or Deuteronomy, I try to read through it in Hebrew as much as I can, you know. Just, my vocabulary is awful, but just for practice. <laughs> but I kept seeing the word Natan, 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 right? And that's a gift. Right, over and over. I literally, I count, went back and counted, and it was 59 times that I counted the word Natan in the book of Deuteronomy. You know, and that's the whole essence of the entirety of the scriptures. Be grateful and joyous in everything that God gives you. It's all a gift. Every breath we take is a gift. You know, everything we do is just a gift. Right, and I know everybody's been in the uh, Ephesians Bible study lately, so y'all probably have just read this. But it's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Paul says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And you hear people, you know, that's one of those verses in the Bible that is just abused, you know, which is it's great. And they, yes, that is true. But, you know, people use it all the time over and over and over and over. And they just stop there. And they forget to add the next verse in there, you know. And it says, And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God. It all is the faith we have, the grace that's bestowed upon us. Every, every little thing is a gift from God, right? And it all has to start in the heart. You know, Yeshua says, seek first the kingdom and everything else will be added to you. 
you know? We, we have to first be seeking after the giver of the Torah so that he in turn will gift us, you know, in our ways. And so, so really thinking about that and, you know, this time of Elul being the time of Teshuvah, right? I think that uh, Yeshua really gives us the best visual, like, roadmap to Teshuvah, right? And it's, it's somewhere that y'all have all seen before, something you've all read probably a thousand times before. But it's the Sermon on the Mount and Matthew chapter 5, right? And, you know, it's just, it's that walk there, you see it. And all, remember, remembering the gifts, you know. And Yeshua starts and he says, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit, right? Those that are lowly, those that have lost the pride of life. You know, Peter said that God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble, right? And then he says, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We say, oh man, sweet, it's done. That's it. That's all I got to do. It's over. No, but it, it keeps going, on, going from there, right? And then he says, blessed are those who mourn. You know, I mourned when my grandparents died, when siblings died, when friends died, when my dog died. You know, I mourned. But that's not exactly what Yeshua was talking about, right? He's saying, blessed are those who mourn over their own condition, over the condition of the world, you know? We're, we're just mourning over what we've been, you know? When we go to do that 180 return to God, and we see what we were when we were facing the other way, then we, you know, we mourn. And then he says, for they shall be comforted. You know, and who comforts us? The Ruach, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, right? And so, and, you know, in talking about being, following God's word, we say, well, we've lost the pride of life. We've mourned over our condition. We've received the Holy Spirit. Now what happens? He says, blessed are the meek, those who are gentle, those who are quiet, and those who are submissive unto God. Right? We become submissive by the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 7, for the mindset of the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not submit itself to the law of God, for it cannot. So it all has to stem from the heart. Everything, period. You know, and then he says, he says, for they shall inherit the earth, right? For blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. You know, not a righteousness that we're attaining of something from ourselves, but the righteousness that only comes from God. You know, what is, you know, uh, tzedek in Hebrew. What does that mean? Justice or righteousness, right? We, then we see God's righteous justice. And then he says, for they shall be satisfied. So we've, we've lost the pride of life. We mourned over our condition. We were comforted by the Ruach HaKodesh. We became gentle and quiet and submissive unto God. We were satisfied with his righteous justice. And then he says, blessed are the merciful. So in knowing, and knowing now what we deserve, we can then in turn be merciful to everybody else, knowing that we deserve exactly what everybody else deserves. Right? And he says, for they shall be shown mercy. And through this process, and then he says, blessed are the pure in heart. He's refining our hearts through all of this and making us pure again. He says, for they shall see God. 
we're finally able to see again with the heart of God, see through God's eyes, and see what he wants in his world, see what he wants us to really do in this world, right? You know, we talk about the gifts, God gives us everything. He gives us all these things only so that we can give them to somebody else. And he just gives freely. What can we give him? You know, except for to do his will for him to our best ability. But we have to walk in this teshuva and this repentance. He says, for they shall see God. In verse 9, he says, blessed are the peacemakers. Right? But, you know, I don't, think he's, I don't necessarily think that he's talking about breaking up a fight. Or, or you know, uh, we're quarreling over some cash flow over here. You know, I don't think that's what he's talking about. You know, you think about what's peace in Hebrew. It's shalom. But shalom comes from the word shalem, which means wholeness or completeness. Right? Blessed are those who are able to help others become complete. Depart a complete faith to others. Right? It reminds me of, uh, what is it? Peter and John in Acts chapter 3, right? They see the man, they come, he's come, he's the beggar laying at the temple, lame. You know, and, and Peter gives him the old, uh, what are the kifa, the rock. He gives him the old stare over there at him. And he tells him, this is chapter 3, verse 6 of Acts. He says, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach HaNatsrati, get up and walk. And then we move on down to verse 16, and he says, Now, through faith in the name of Yeshua, his name has strengthened this man whom you see and know. Indeed, the faith through Yeshua has given this man perfect health in front of you all. So Peter was able to impart a perfect faith in the name of Yeshua to this man. And then what happens? He gets straight up off of his feet. You know? Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. And if we, if we, I'm going to jump again, sorry. Go over to Romans chapter 8. Uh, in verse 14 it says, For all who are led by the Ruach Elohim, these are the sons of God. He says, for I consider the sufferings of this, this is verse 18, excuse me. For I consider the sufferings of this present time not worthy to be compared with the coming glory to be revealed to us. For the creation eagerly awaits the revelation of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself also will be set free from the bondage to decay and to the glorious freedom of the children of God. All creation is groaning and yearning for Messiah to be revealed and the sons of God to be revealed with him. Right? And then we have to remember, through this entire process of teshuva and turning back to God, our hearts being, you know, brought back to the Lord, that it doesn't all, you know, it doesn't come without a price. We're going to pay the price one way or the other. You know, Paul says in 2 Timothy, he says, all who decide to live a godly life in Messiah Yeshua will be persecuted. So, I mean, you can expect it from one, one side or the other from anywhere. Right? And then Yeshua says, blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Well, wait a minute. All I, had, I thought all I had to do was be a little poor in spirit and I received the kingdom, Right? But I think he repeats this here to, you know, remind us that once God sends a word out, or once he starts a work in our lives, he's going to complete it. He's 100% going to complete it. You know? 
God is good, y'all. Avinu Shabbat Shemayim, our Father in heaven. We love you, we adore you, we thank you. We thank you for your holy Shabbat, Father. We just ask that you would just circumcise all of the hearts here, Father. Anybody that's having trouble or hard times, Father, lift them up. Give them your Ruach, Father, and let them learn to love you and always turn back to you every single day for all their years. B'Shem Yeshua Meshachinu, in the name of Yeshua, our precious Messiah, we pray. Amen.